Welcome back to another episode of Oddest is Hottest. My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And we are going to talk about sex today, but not like in a funsies way. Yeah, no. We're going to talk about what can happen if you don't talk about sex, actually. Exactly. If you turn it into like a taboo thing. So I wanted to talk about this because I've mentioned to you guys before that I have vaginismus and it's something that I have struggled with. But recently I also saw an article from The Guardian about a 22-year-old woman who has been, she talks about liking oral sex, but that she and her partner have struggled multiple times trying to do intercourse. And basically all The Guardian said was just chill and it'll be okay. And that frustrated me a little bit because that's basically what I heard for 15 years of my life and it was never okay. It was never just chilling. So what is vaginismus? If if you'll enlighten, like I know about it, but there, and I actually learned about it in, before I even met you in human sexuality, I had heard about it. So when you told me about it, I actually did have a little bit of knowledge, but I had never met anybody that had at least disclosed to me that they struggled with it. Because it seems to be something that even if people do struggle with it, it's not something that really gets talked about that much. Not at all. Actually, I, I knew that I had vaginismus when I was 20 and I mentioned it to my therapist at the time and she basically said, no, you're wrong. You're just scared. So I went undiagnosed, even though I knew my diagnosis right in the beginning, I went undiagnosed for a decade later, basically, because of her just flat out saying no, instead of looking it up or anything. And in fact, she was incorrect because vaginismus is that it is fear of sex. So vaginismus is also called the princess disease because it's basically, you know, like fairy tale princesses. They don't ever have sex. They're just perfect and they're up on this pedestal and you don't ever do anything naughty with them. So that's why it's called the princess disease. And that's basically how I, quote unquote, contracted this disease. I know that sounds very dramatic, but I was never, ever taught about sex. We never talked about it. In fact, my mom had a boyfriend and, you know, like all kids, you occasionally hear your parents having sex, things like that. But she would never talk to me about it. It was definitely a big, we don't talk about sex. So then I, I put it in my head as something very naughty that you don't do. And it totally gave me this warped idea and this disease that I then carried for decades. And like, um, I'm sure a lot of religious ideals perpetuate this disease too absolutely I actually think that's why why she didn't talk to me about stuff is because she grew up incredibly religious so it probably was in her mind a you don't talk about sex thing which is so sad like we are have talked about the damages of purity culture before and it's not Mm -hmm. like Yes, this is mental. Obviously, there's like a mental block there, but it's not just that either, because obviously it manifests as a physical symptom as well. Yes, it is actually physically painful. So because of your brain shutting everything down, because especially in women, your brain is attached to your genitals. I mean, that's that's just the way it is. That's why women have to like be in the zone and all of that. So when you are shut down mentally from something, it will also physically shut down your vagina. Like it is, it will literally shut down those muscles where it's like trying to 
get through a brick wall. You you just can't. And that's like over years and years of years of like a perpetuated ideal that like sex is bad and should yes. not be had, which is why this is, I'm just going to throw about a quick trigger warning here, but for sexual assault, but this is not a professional thing, but I, that's why, you know, in cases of rape, the body doesn't shut it down like that because, you know, women may not have that you know, inherent, everyone of course has a fear of rape, but like, this is from like years and years and years of ongoing chronic ingrained and indoctrinated, like fear of sex and sex is dirty. Sex is naughty. Like we don't talk about it. It's taboo. You don't do it. And then when, you know, I'm assuming someone actually wants to, you can't. Yes, that's exactly it. So I have been with my husband for years and he is absolutely amazing. He is a god because he has dealt with this problem where it has been many nights where we try and I end up just crying in his arms because I failed yet again on trying to do the one thing that people are basically put on this earth to do is to, you know, eat, sleep, have little babies. And I can't do that. It's incredibly difficult and it's incredibly painful. I actually recently just finished my therapy like I had to go to actual counseling for a year and I also had to deal with these sized up dilators that I would insert for like a half an hour each so that my muscles which had been contracted for so long so tight all the time so that they could slowly loosen up well, I'd imagine it's similar to like somebody that's stressed out all the time and their muscle muscles getting like sore yes. and having to work out those knots, you know? Yes, that's actually exactly it. I never went this route, but there are plenty that do and it really helps them. There's actually physical therapy for vaginismus. So basically, just like you go into a physical therapist and they kind of like, I call it laying on hands, but they find those pressure points to release those muscles And you just feel so much better afterwards. It hurts. It hurts a lot in the moment. But you feel better afterwards. There are physical therapists that will actually reach inside you and find those pressure points because there are. I mean, my husband and I are having sex now, but you can, it's still painful. Like it takes me a minute or two to like get him entered because it is so painful because those pressure points are still there and I'm still working them out. So you can actually go to a physical therapist that specializes this and they can do that for you. That just sounds, it's great that there's an outlet like that and there is treatment like that, but to get over the mental hurdle of going to find that treatment, like somebody, you know, the whole problem is somebody basically entering you to be, you know, crude about it. Like having to go to someone that you know is specifically there to do that for you and and to you like has got to be terrifying so I'm sure it's difficult to get past that correct that's part of why I never went also because I think mine was purely mental I don't think it was so much the physical part of it because Connor and I having sex now like it's more of a getting used to it sensation and less of a, oh my God, that's a pressure point that I wish you weren't touching sensation. So I don't think that that's the problem, but there are plenty of women that, especially after like hysterectomies and stuff where they just, everything is not sitting the same anymore and those pressure points need to be worked out. But I agree, like vaginismus is specifically the fear 
of entering my vagina. So yeah, I couldn't get over like, no, you're not going to come anywhere near me. Yeah, that's, I mean, I've never struggled obviously with that because I was more on the, you're going to tell me not to, but I'm going to do it anyways (laughs) side of that. Like, I wouldn't say I did it completely out of rebellion. I definitely did it more out of like a, a lustful, And not even Mm -hmm. that, like, I truly did, like, think I was in love, but definitely, like, the the physical part was, like, a teenage hormonal lust, Mm -hmm. but to feel so, like, I don't know if you remember kind of where your headspace was when you started getting with, when you were with Connor and you started exploring that a little bit, you know, did you have the consciousness and the of like I want to do this but I'm too ashamed or was it like a more subconscious thing where your body just said no so this is a very personal thing and I'm going to share it with you guys because that's what this podcast was about but it actually I actually had to do uh, hypnotherapy to figure this out but the first time I call it our first time even though we didn't finish anything it's still gonna be my first time in my brain Uh, we were laying on connor's couch and we were just fooling around and he kind of just slid in it was super easy nothing hurt it was fine but in my brain i freaked the fuck out i was like nope you can't be in get out get out get out i panicked on him and i think that was the that's the good little girl and i I literally remember it in my brain now of basically thinking, mom would think this is bad. Mom would think you're a bad girl. Don't do this. Don't have sex. And that was my panic that caused this whole thing. Got it. So it was the, you're disappointing someone basically. Exactly. In the moment, yes. Like I was having a great time. Hormones were going. Love was going. It was great. But either way, my body or my brain was not about to have that. See, that's kind of where, you know, I in the in the moment, I personally never really thought about it much. Afterwards, I <laughs> there was even one day where, you know, my partner and I like my first partner and I completely skipped school. That's all we did all day was have sex you know it was like right after our first time but it was in the car and we were like that's not quite good enough you know see I kind of I regret not having those because being older it's just not the same you're not driven by all those hormones and wanting to do it like all the time anymore yeah I missed out yeah which is so unfortunate and that's why it's so important to not stigmatize sex because you have no idea the damage that you're doing to someone when you just you're not even actively doing something it's the the fact that you're actively not doing something exactly had my mother just literally that's why I keep telling people talk to your kids please 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 talk to your kids because if she had just talked about it it wouldn't have seemed like such a bad thing but me you know, you walk into your parents' bedroom and you see them having sex. Maybe the next day go, hey, this is why we were doing that. Even if you do the whole lie of when you love somebody, like at least talk about it. But it got totally ignored in my household. Like it wasn't even a thing. Like I was insane watching this, which then made it definitely seem like 
you don't watch it. Like I'm still one of those people. I don't look at people when they have when they're doing PDAs and shit because that is personal and it's dirty and I shouldn't be looking. Like, oh my god, you're in public and like you kissed. Oh my god. Like <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like and it, it's so interesting how people internalize things so differently because like I was saying like in my personal experience it's like we like that day we skipped school we had Wednesday night church that night and we <laughs> fucking skipped school we had sex all day showered together afterwards got ready for church and went and just pretended to our parents that we didn't skip school and just <laughs> fucking have sex all day you know what I mean like yeah but we knew you know that it was bad even though it wasn't but like you know especially in in the church yeah it was premarital sex and and so but we didn't care like there was a part of me that did because I still have this fear of hell and I still had this fear of sin and that still kind of carries with me today Mm -hmm. but there were so many other things that were stronger than that fear and it very well could have gone the other way. So I'm not sure why for me, maybe it was because I had a lot of friends that were doing it too. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that has a lot to do with it too. Like it's, it was very normalized among my friend group. Definitely. I didn't have friends really, or the the friends that I did have were guys. So it's just not the same thing. Yeah, you. I definitely agree. I wasn't talking to my guy friends about having sex. I was definitely yeah. talking to my girlfriends about it and what they were doing, and you know, with with their partners and and I was very fortunate on that end too because again, being raised in the church, like it could have gone a completely different direction because yeah, I had friends that also did go the completely different direction and did wait until marriage and did shame people for doing that and shamed me for doing that. But those weren't the friends that I chose to keep near me. Those were just people that I happened to be around because of church and because of our parents being friends or whatever. So I was fortunate that the people that I was friends with when we were little grew up to be actually cool people. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Like, you know, my friend Ashley and my friend Annie, like even if they weren't doing the same things at the same times, they were always very supportive and just making sure that I was safe and okay. But they were always like, dude, if you're happy, like, fuck yeah. You know what I mean? I never felt that shame with them. Even if I felt it with my parents, I always had a support system and I always had someone to go to, to, to be like, oh my God, this just happened. And they'd be like, oh my God, you know? And so I think that really counterbalanced the shame and the guilt And that was really helpful. But when you don't have that and it's all just taboo and shame and you're kind of in this, I I just kind of, so I'm, I I have this weird brain thing where I just, when people tell me about themselves at a certain era of life, I get these like visuals Mm -hmm. and it's like a, like an abstract visual almost where I just like see them in certain situations, but it's like. I just kind of have like a a vision of you just as a person, just kind of in this like isolated little cloud, I guess, if you will, you know, I was, I absolutely was. So 
like I said, I had guy friends. I didn't have any girlfriends. I had one friend who was in choir with me, but it's not like we hung out after school or anything. It was like we were school friends during the day. So the only female friend I had in my life was my mother. And it created an incredibly close bond, which I'm now finding out through therapy that wasn't necessarily a good thing. It felt great at the time, but she's still not somebody I'm going to talk about sexual things with, especially when all these years she's been pointing out to me that you should never talk about sexual things. Right. You know, which is so interesting because my mom always said the same things about like, you know, wait till you're married. You know, she did always kind of say like sex is a good thing, but it's only good if you're married. So there was Mm -hmm. that still that, you know, shame part of it and that purity culture toxicity But then there was that also thing, like, I know that her and my dad, like, I never heard my parents, I never caught my parents. So I didn't have that same experience like you did. Mm -hmm. But I still obviously knew, like, they had a sexual relationship because they were Mm -hmm. married. But now as an adult, it's just weird, not weird, but like, my mom is a little bit more open because she'll, you know, now I'm married now. And I'm um, like, I'll be 30 in a couple of days. <laughs> and or I'm sorry, 29. Oh, my God. Gross. <laughs> you, you I've here. just <laughs> accepted the fact that I'm like almost 30. And so 29 <laughs> is such a useless year anyways. But I'll be 29 in a couple days. And so she'll just like bring up sex like it's no big deal. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Like, excuse me, we, I did not consent to having this kind of relationship with you, (laughs) but now it's, it's really not taboo. And I think that that is a good thing. I just wish she would have kind of kept that same energy when I was a kid. Now, when she did find out that I was sexually active, she did try to stop it. But then when she realized I wasn't going to fucking stop, she did take me to get birth control. So I do appreciate that. And I think that you know, parents should realize without their kids just saying, well, I'm going to do it anyways and continuing to do it anyways, you should just offer that option to uh, to your children. Yes, which is going to be me. Like now going through these problems, I know parents are always going to fuck their kids up and it'll just be different ways, but this won't be one of them. I will be open. I will talk to them. I will always be here. Like, hell, if you want to come up to me and be like, mom, I don't know, we were having great sex and now he can't get it up. Like, okay, I'll help you try to find resources at least. Like, I may not be able to walk you through the scenario, but I'm not going to leave you floundering for years. I'm not going to buy you lingerie, but like... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We should at least do like an STD panel, like make sure everyone's healthy. I also want it like, I don't, I really don't think I'm going to have kids, but if I ended up in that situation... But I know that I will have friends that have kids. And I also want to be a person where sometimes it's awkward to talk to your parents. Mm-hmm. What Like sometimes you need a safe person outside of your own home. Like I would yeah. love to be that person too. I you know? fully expect my kids to be like, I can't talk to mom or dad, but I'm going to talk to Aunt Amanda about this. And I, we love that because, yeah. it, and that's. It I takes think- a village, man. Yeah, exactly. And I think parents should expect that too and not not be upset about it because sometimes mm-hmm. it's just that's my mom, but that's not my mom and it's that's okay. Like exactly. You know, sometimes it you just you just aren't feeling comfortable with certain things and it's easier to admit something to someone else than your parent. But, you know, I just I I want to be that 
person that's like, okay, let's, let's do this. Let's take care of this. Like, what do we need? What do you want? Like, what can we do here? Because that's the only way that we're going to be able to perpetuate like a healthy upcoming generation, you know? And I think it's also about harm reduction. Like we all know that we're going to make mistakes when it comes Mm -hmm. to children, whether we are parenting them or we're just around them. Like children's, I know my, even my parents' friends like did harm to me. I know that I tried to confide in some of my parents' friends and they didn't believe me about certain things, which was incredibly harmful to me as Mm -hmm. an adolescent, you know, but I think it's all about as little harm as you can do and being incredibly self-aware. And the good thing about millennials and also Gen Z coming up on the age of being parents as well is we seem to really believe in therapy and breaking those generational cycles. Mm-hmm. So I think that exactly. at least our children will be in hands of people that believe in mental health care, you know, even physical health care. I know this is dumb, but it made me think of it. Like I broke my tailbone when I was in high school and I'm just now finding out that that has caused so many other problems to my right leg that I'm having to fix now in physical therapy. Now, knowing that if my kid falls down the stairs, whatever, they're going to fucking physical therapy. We're going to fix it now. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, I've seen a lot of uh, kids talk about like being like, oh my God, my stomach hurts so bad. Like this isn't normal. And their parents just being like, suck it up. You're Mm -hmm. fine. Like, no, we're not going to you know, pl- do that to our children. We're going to validate their pain, whether it be physical or mental. Yeah. Period. And that's going to help. Like one day, I hope that nobody knows what vaginismus is. Exactly. Like, of course, it'll never go away. And I understand that. But it's it's so rare right now because it's not talked about. But I guarantee you, you know, the statistics are so skewed because it's not talked about. I know so many yes. people must struggle with this. Yes, that's part of why I wanted to start this podcast with Amanda is because it took me so long to figure out this journey all by myself. And I was hoping that maybe I could help somebody else out there who is panicking and failing for the umpteenth time to have intercourse and hating themselves because I did that for years and I would have loved to have had something like this. I just remember hearing about your successes going through your treatment and just being excited about every little thing that was helpful Mm -hmm. because it wasn't little. Exactly. Like the dilators, I can tell you there's one that is so tiny. It's actually smaller than my pinky. Okay. That I, that was the first one I did and I got inside, something was inside and I was beyond elated. It was amazing for that to even happen for me. It's a massive accomplishment. Like, you know, it's so interesting the things that we take for granted. Like, I use Mm -hmm. tampons. Don't even think about it. But for you, it's like, oh, God, go, God. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's literally conversations I've had with you guys. So we, we have a friend group of like four. And I have heard from you guys for years of you know, just, just get drunk. I just feel like you need a few drinks to, to calm down. I just feel like you need to just like take a shot and just let Connor do his thing or like 
no, that's not how that works. This is an actual mental problem that I have to work through. Because trust right. me, I have tried the liquor route many a time. Right. If it worked, you would have figured it out by by now. Exactly. You know, or by then. And, you know, I I don't particularly like even think that what happens when you want to try it sober, <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, it, it it's not it's, it's the same problem it's like dealing with any mental health problem with alcohol you're just band-aiding it you know exactly I remember literally telling Connor like if I ever get you know pass out drunk or something just like do it anyway and then I'm sure it'll help me get over it looking back now absolutely not it would not have done that because I wouldn't have been there I would still have to deal with it the next time sober right and then Connor would feel like a rapist yeah you know like yeah it, exactly it's like which is that, why that never happened but yeah. right it doesn't help anyone in the situation and no. coming around to it for the millionth time like what does help the situation is preventing it in the first place by mm-hmm. talking to your children about safe sex and I don't mean abstinence okay Exactly. And don't tell them no. Like if they have done their research and you think they're smart, don't tell them no. Look into it as well because you're just putting things off that may actually be correct. I mean, I know that it it's probably difficult for parents. Like you we you know, we sit here without children saying, I don't care if my kid has sex and then your actual child as a teenager is starting to have sex and you're like, that's my baby. They're right. a baby. Like I, I, I can't say that I understand, but I under, I understand that that's, that can't be, you know, easy to do. Yeah. But the reality is you have to accept it because they're, they're going to anyways. I mean, that's, a whole other level of parental problem. If you don't grow with them, they're doing it either way. So when they're 25 and living on their own, maybe stop acting like mommy all the time and just be mom who helps out, but not who looks down on her child and you're doing this wrong and you haven't done your laundry and you're not cleaning your house. Maybe just be more of a an acquaintance who can help out with things as an adult. Yeah, I'm not going to mention who this is in my life, but there is someone very close to me in my life who has a good relationship with their mom, but just struggles sometimes because no matter what conversation they're having, the mom is like, well, I mean, yeah, I guess you can have an opinion, but I'm the mom, so mine is more valid. And it's like, okay, well, I'm 29 years old. Exactly. And I'm educated. I've done my research and my opinion is valid just because you're older and you're my mom doesn't mean that you one know more about the subject or that your opinion is more valid than mine. Yes. Or the phrase. Don't do that. that. Right. The phrase that pisses me the fuck off is, well, maybe when you're my age or maybe when you're married or maybe when you're a parent, don't, don't fucking do that shit. Their opinion is valid. Their life is valid just because you're older and married and have kids. No, fuck you. Their life belongs to them and them only. Mm-hmm. Their sexuality belongs to them and them only. And they can and will use it however they want. And like bet- Kristen and I had two very different sexual experiences. And let me tell you, 
I'm sure if you could have, you would have used it. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I have always too much information, but whatever that's that's for. I've always been that over-sexualized person. Like I, especially, oh my God, I hate to like totally Freud myself here, but I didn't have a dad growing up. I definitely would have been that daddy's girl looking for something from other men. That would have been me. So honestly, it's probably for the better that this was my problem and I got a good guy instead of jumping from bad guy to bad guy, but I also missed out on a lot of fun. Yeah, I, 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 I am a serial monogamist, so <laughs> I mostly was just with people for a long time. There were a few in-betweeners that were one-nighters, but that being said, like, it's just, it's not the body count necessarily. It's just the age that I started was very early. Mm -hmm. I was only three months into being 15 years old. God damn. So yeah. Yeah. So like closer to 14 than actually 15, (laughs) you know, and I just, that's why it like, I didn't, the church did everything they could to prevent me from doing that. And it didn't work because it never is going to work if someone doesn't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. Like at that point, like we've talked, you know, I started questioning my faith when I was like five. Right. You know, I didn't, the only thing that I was scared of was burning in hell for all eternity. But then I didn't really know if that was true anyway. So I was Mm -hmm. like, I can fuck this guy now and enjoy it or worry about hell for the next, you know, 60 years and regret on my deathbed that I didn't, that I didn't fuck him in this Ford focus right now. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like as a, as a 15 year old, what am I going to do? I'm going to fuck this guy in this Ford focus right now. And then for the next two years, and then I'm going to move on to the next one and then the next one and then the next one. And now it's, (laughs) 15 years later you know what I mean mm-hmm. like the fact that I didn't get pregnant is probably only due to my PCOS to be perfectly <laughs> honest with you which I don't love that I have it but sometimes bless you know what I mean like <laughs> but also like it also and also 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 that's like my favorite <laughs> word tonight the fear of hell I know we just talked about that but come on so old we're over it <laughs> Scare your children with something else like Mm -hmm. pregnancy. (laughs) Like that (laughs) shit is scary. So give them birth control. I don't need a lake of fire. The childbirth is scary enough, but it obviously wasn't because it didn't stop me. (laughs) That is Texas education, like sex ed for you. Exactly. Do better on sex education. Like if you're not going to talk to your kids, at least let the fucking state do it. This is getting ridiculous. Nobody is allowed to talk to them. They just get to fumble around in the dark figure the fuck out i mean if i why are we having abortions i wonder yeah if i had let texas educate me (laughs) i would uh yeah yeah have y'all seen you know in mean girls like if you have sex you'll die basically that's (laughs) texas yeah yeah that's what my church did too they just unless you're married and then never keep your legs closed for your man yeah then everything is fine and just have a baby a year yeah. Until you're 40. And if he wants it, it's not like you're going to call the cops on him while you're asleep. Yeah, transformed wife. 
Lori. <laughs> God. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I got from religion was generalized anxiety disorder. <laughs> you, however. But, hey, you have done such a great job in dealing with this. I'm very proud of you for that. Thank you. You're welcome. You yeah. deserve that. Religion was not my problem with this, which is I know. probably, I don't know. It's interesting because you figured Catholicism and definitely would be. No. You know, the problem was just lack of discussion. Lack of education, yeah. Lack of education. Talk to your kids. Please talk to your kids. And honestly, it's never too young, or it probably is, but I started having sexual thoughts at about nine. Same. Yeah, I even talked to Connor recently about it, and he's like, when did you, like, I don't even know how we got on this conversation, but when did you start, like, masturbating and stuff? I was like, nine. He goes, really? I thought that was just, like, boys. So talk to your kids. It's real young, y'all. Oh, yeah. I remember one time, I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. I remember one time I like rolled over on a pillow weird and it hit that spot just perfectly. I was like, what yeah. the fuck was that? Then that pillow just stayed there for a while. I bet it did. <laughs> yeah. That was like, what, third, fourth grade, something like that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it just goes to show that like, even if you're not thinking about it and thinking it can wait till middle school, it's already been come and gone. I mean. Exactly. Like you and I said, like we were having our Barbies have sex with each other and stuff pretty young. So kids are already thinking about it. And you know what the fucked up part about that is? Mm. I even got caught like me and one of my best friends got caught by her parents doing that and they just laughed and walk away and never addressed it. That's the fucking problem, people right there. It's not cute. I mean, it, it is funny, but like you need to address it. Like exactly, you're you you. It's all fun and games until you're mad at your kids for having sex, and it's like you saw the Bratz dolls, right? <laughs> right, exactly. The Bratz dolls, the Ken dolls, and the Barbies were all having an orgy. Okay, yeah. don't don't act like you didn't see this coming. Okay, but yeah, you really thought this was never going to happen. Lying right. to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, seriously, think back when you guys really started thinking about sex and now look at your kids and go, oh, God, they're only like a year or two away from that. Think about that. Yeah, because I think about some of my friends' kids and they're just like sweet baby angels. But I'm like, oh, God, there's only like a year or two teenagers now. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're such little babies. You just get so disconnected. But then when I think about me at 15, I was like, oh, yeah, I was fucking, you know, like, what? Yeah. You know, it, like all the time. Yeah. It took a lot for me at 31, almost 32 to look at the 22 year old girl in the Guardian talking and not call her this little girl or this kid. Like, it took a lot not to say that, but she is a young woman of her own accord with her own life. Exactly. Like there was somebody that I was with at work who was 18 that I was talking to and I was like, oh, little baby. And I was like, I mean, yeah, they're, they're young. But again, like I was making very adult decisions for myself at mm -hmm. a very young age. Like every opportunity I got, I was having sex. Like, you know, <laughs> exactly. I'm not saying that's like a huge, I mean, it is a huge decision, but I'm saying, I think we put way too much weight 
into what sex actually is. Agreed. You know? So we just need to remove that stigma that's attached to it and just let people be people in a safe, secure, consensual environment. You know how like parents will be like, you know, as long as the teenagers are like getting drunk here, it's fine. I'm not exactly. saying I'm going to like put a mattress on the floor in my basement and just, <laughs> right. you know, let the teenagers in the neighborhood come over like fucking stray cats. But, you know, <laughs> right. I'm just saying like if I knew that everyone was safe and I came home and caught someone having sex in my house, I'd be like, I mean, it's fine. You're not in trouble. But like, did you know I was coming home? Because that's super awkward. You know what I mean? Like, I would just be like, come on, man. <laughs> literally, that's like adjacent to I've had conversations with Connor before of I don't care if you masturbate. Just please don't ever do it where I could possibly walk in and see it. Like, I don't want to deal with that. So <laughs> that's just awkward. Like, I don't know what yeah. to say. Like, what, yeah. what do I say afterwards? When you're done? Like, oh, hey, like, Good job. You know? like <laughs> yeah, proud no. of you. No. Did and you have fun? I, yeah, that's the same thing. Or I'd be like, hey, could you at least tell your friends not to make this like a constant stop? Thanks. Oh, yeah. I'm not trying to get into a fight yeah. with other parents, bro. No, exactly. Like, I will respect however parents want to raise their children, but well, like to an extent, but also <laughs> like, you know, I, you know, the mom and mean girls, it's like, need a snack a condom that would be me (laughs) just like try I don't like just respect my zone like you don't want to walk in on me having sex I don't want to walk in on you having sex let's just make that mutual space a rule exactly that would be my my gig I guess now if I walk in on you making out during a movie I'm gonna flip the lights on and be like how's everybody doing (laughs) I'm just just give me a fucking second I'm just gonna get what I need, and then you can go back to doing whatever you're doing. And then I'm going to laugh because I'm going to remember everything that I did at 15 <laughs> and how it felt. And I'm going to get jealous because you only get those hormones once and they're great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're so much fun. And robbing your kids out. of that is a crime. Yeah. I hate making out now. Oh, I know. It's it so weird. fun when you were younger. I know. Brad's like, let's make out. And I'm like, mm. but we're not 15 anymore. <laughs> Like, I know that adults do that, too, but I'm like, I don't know, like, I kind of need to go, like, brush my teeth and do a face mask, you know? Like, right. I, need to go, I know. I need to, like, I need to put on my retinol, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm getting old. God. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> Just to get a taste of what it felt like to be that lustful again. Mm-hmm. not even in love I love my husband I am in love that lustful Agreed. and the the feeling of like that forbidden lust too the cannot be topped and I think that's why like teenagers get so enamored with their first love I thought I was never gonna get over it I think it took me like if he listens I swear to god I think it took me like a decade to like really just move on with mm-hmm. my life and I think part of it was just like you just all of those fucking hormones and like you just never like there's just nothing like it you know yeah which you're still with yours yeah you get to relive that exactly good for you man yeah it's like we have drawn out the exciting stages and now you get to play video games in your (laughs) underwear in your own house yes 
Yeah. I mean, that's what I do with Brad too. But yes. now he's like, make out. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Maybe next Thursday at 8 p.m. We'll schedule it. <laughs> <laughs> Marriage be like, you know. Exactly. We have a schedule and tonight is a sleep. Maybe you get sex tomorrow. Right. I have to get up early. Like, it's just. Yeah, exactly. I already decided that I was ugly tonight. You can't make me do this. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I already put on the shirt that's three sizes too big. <laughs> yes. And the ugly underwear. I can't be doing this right now, sir. Do you see how greasy my hair is? You right. Really touch this? I, I don't want to touch this. I didn't even dry shampoo today. God. And the guys are so, not always, but like... At least mine and yours, I'm sure, are so sweet. They're like, I don't care. You look great. And I'm like, no, uh -huh. leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I haven't gotten out of these cutoff pajamas all day. I have Cheeto dust on my face. <laughs> right? really think I look cute. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're just over there with a box of wheat thins looking like a gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This took a turn. It did. It did. Sorry about that, y'all. Talk to your kids. Before they end up with wheat thins and Cheeto dust on their faces. I mean, that's fine. That's marriage, baby. <laughs> Before they end up with a physiological disease that clamps yes. their organs shut to not let them do something that is biologically a gift. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah. Not great. Zero out of 10 stars. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Kristen does not recommend, actually. <laughs> exactly. Do not recommend at all. I do recommend sex, though. Unless you're asexual, then, you know, do your thing. But, you know, I recommend sex. Maybe, you know, I was going to say maybe not like, you know, at three months into 15. But honestly, I don't regret anything. Yeah. So maybe don't ask me. You're not going to like what I tell your kids. The, the only thing I will say about asexual, if you are actually asexual, that's awesome. Run with it. I thought I was asexual for years just because I had this problem. So, you know, also look a little deeper into yourself sometimes. Yeah, I think that introspection is required anytime yeah. you're questioning if you're asexual. And sometimes you come to that conclusion and sometimes you're like, oh, I'm just fucked up. Okay. Right. But, I just don't know. like having sex with this person or yeah. 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 But, you know, if you're actually ace, then good on you. That just takes a whole other dynamic out of your life that you don't need to fucking deal with. But yeah, maybe people don't – see, now this goes out into the universe, and then all my friends are going to be like, oh, you are never getting a hold of my kid. Because <laughs> I'm going to be like that aunt that they're like, I'm getting feelings. And I'm like, fucking run with them. You want to – what do you want? Like, that's fine. I ran with them. No regrets. That's why I will send my kids to you because you know how I feel, and they can run with them. Just make sure they're safe. So That's <clears> so <throat> interesting because I'm sure so many other parents would be like, oh, no, you're not allowed to be around my kids. No, absolutely. You're gonna, Please, you're gonna turn them into sex fiends. You will not. You'll, I'm not even. Exactly. I know what you'll do, though. You'll probably take them to Planned Parenthood, get them some birth control, get them some conversation on STDs, and we'll be good. So we're fine. Like, look, don't get caught by the cops. <laughs> Fuck them, first of all. Ford Focus is a little snug. Maybe I do have one. Like you can have it though. <laughs> 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 that is currently the car that I drive. Not for any specific sexual reasons. It just happened to be the one that I bought. But, which is so funny because I lost my virginity. <laughs> okay, this is way too much information. 
I don't believe in the concept of virginity, but just for all intents and purposes of this conversation, the first time I had sex was February 11th of 2008. And then I bought my Ford Focus and my first payment was due on February 11th of like 2018. <laughs> like wow. 10 years later to the day. Weird, right? There it is. Kismet. You know, if I had had the bigger four-door hatchback option 10 years prior <laughs> would have been a little easier, but it was a two-door. It was very difficult. Yeah, I, I bet. Made it work, though. I Had still do don't know how. Motivation. <laughs> if you're Fair. motivated enough, Fair. you will figure it out. <laughs> um, I'm always even down. Like, if parents are uncomfortable, I will. I will do it for you. Like like having the talk oh yeah yeah like i don't i think it's even i i would love I, i've always had this like when i took my first human sexuality course in college i was like this is the coolest fucking job teaching about sex like mm-hmm. i would love to just be a traveling sex ed teacher but then somebody would probably burn me at a stake somewhere in texas but you know <laughs> probably but like, co- like, and that was at a college level, but I'm like, yeah, college level's cool because you get into the, all the upper ed of like disease and like, you know, the psyche and everything. And that's mm-hmm. awesome. Cause it was for my psych credits, but like get into like the middle schools and the high schools. Like that's what I wanted to do. You know, that'd yeah. be awesome. Talk to them about vaginismus. Just all the things, <clears throat> just have a legitimate sexual conversation no child left behind and all that yeah fuck off with that (laughs) shit we're leaving them behind every single day right on multiple different levels but that's a conversation for another day true facts anyways if you want me to talk to kids about sex you can email us at (laughs) oddestishonest at gmail.com or you can find us on all of our socials at oddest is hottest except for twitter which is oddest hottest i don't really have anything else to say Kristen. this is your thing so do you have anything to close this out on I gave you guys way too much personal information as it is. Just just talk to your kids. That's all I have to say over and over and over again. But that's it. Cool. Well, in that case, I guess we will see you next time. Thank you again so much for being here. And we appreciate you not holding any of this information against us if you listen. (laughs) If you know us personally, no, you don't. So bye. Exactly. Bye. (laughs)